This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I am your host, Carl Miller, Principal Broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC. Today's question, how are cash buyers affecting the Central Virginia housing market? Special thanks to our sponsor this month, Dave Nellis with Nellis Insurance Solution. Before you pay that next insurance bill, give Nellis Insurance Solutions a call to check to see how they can save you money. They are protecting what you value most. That's what they do. They have solutions that protect what you value most. Give my friend Dave Nellis a call and he will take great care helping you make informed insurance decisions. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. Investors or owner-occupant buyers who desire supplemental income. This duplex located off Rivermont Avenue and just two minutes to downtown and with an easy drive to any of Lynchburg University's features, updated siding, newer double-pane windows, a new roof and gutters, newer siding, and newer heat pumps. Featuring hardwood floors, large rooms with high ceilings, a washer and dryer, and three bedrooms and one and a half baths on each unit, this home is priced at $239.9 and may be your gateway to building long-term net worth with real estate ownership. For more information or to schedule your appointment today, contact carlmillerrealty.com. So today's question is, how are cash buyers affecting the Central Virginia housing market? And I'm joined in studio with Lindsay Morell, our marketing director. Good morning, Lindsay. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Yes. Easter weekend. Easter weekend. Do you have any fun plans this weekend? Oh, just, you know, church and Easter dinner, you know? Yeah. The classics. Maybe planting something? Maybe. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. You know, hopefully the, well, the warm weather's coming back. We had a little cold snap and I'm so we were pumped. actually kind of talking about just how chilly it's been the last couple of mornings. And yes. Well, Thursday was windy and cold, but I tell you what, spring is yeah, coming. It's it is. green grass out here and beautiful flowers. Yes, all the trees are blooming. It's awesome. great. I love it. I love this time of year. Mm-hmm. Just puts a spring in your step. Yes. Pun intended. <laughs> 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 so we've kind of seen some changes in the real estate market and just in the just the the, the amount of cash floating around in society. Mm-hmm. And we've talked in the past on the show, just about how affordable South Central Virginia is, the Lynchburg real estate market is compared to the rest of the country. And we're seeing more cash come into this area than, than I've ever mm-hmm. seen before. It blows my mind every time I hear about a full cash offer. Right. Because most homeowners or most home buyers, uh, traditionally, it's not been a, a, a highly utilized vehicle where somebody just pays cash for a house. I mean, think about a house. It's typically one of the biggest purchases that Americans make, mm-hmm. and it's expensive. It's, it costs a lot of money to buy or build a house. Right. But but there was an article put out by the National Association Realty Realtors recently where, and I'll just kind of reference this. It says they put out an article, National Association Realtors, that traditionally all cash offers are a bit unusual in the real estate world, but cash offers and contracts are presently on the rise. Uh, in fact, as much as 25% of sales happening recently have happened in the form of cash. It's a mm-hmm. unique trend, especially since the market has experienced a decrease in distressed homes. So, you know, the foreclosure market that kind of all went away seven, eight years ago, not all mm-hmm. went away, but it decreased significantly. Florida saw half of home purchases bought with cash, while Nevada, Arizona, and West Virginia 
also witness high levels of all-cash sales. I've got a broker friend that lives in Miami, and he recently told me that the high-end luxury market homes, and, and uh, his name is Austin, you know, mm-hmm. the million and $10 million plus. So you, know, you think about the waterfront homes with the nice docks right. and the, or the high, mm-hmm. high-end luxury condo markets down there. He just said, it's just, he said you would be blown away by how many of these are selling in, with cash. That pains me, but I'm I'm you know, excited for them. <laughs> excited for them, yeah, that's right. You know, so buyers, you know, in, in that caliber, are just simply avoiding the hassles of obtaining loans, mm-hmm. even with the cheap cost of borrowing money today. Uh, economists they're pointing out many reasons for this trend. One is just the restrictive lending standards, which have caused many buyers, especially wealthy ones to just forego a loan. Mm-hmm. Another is the aging baby boomer generation, many of whom are trading down and paying for their purchases with cash accumulated from deca- decades of equity. Right. Some economists are pointing to foreign buyers, and we, we don't have a ton of that in Lynchburg, but I know there are some markets where that's a big deal. Uh, and you know, I think of, um, I got you know, a good realtor friend in, in Seattle, Washington, and I've got another one across the border in, in, Van, in, uh, in Canada, Vancouver. And, and the Chinese uh, buyers are buying significant amounts of real estate there. And they're paying cash. They, they see the U.S. and Canadian housing markets as a good, safe investment for themselves. So foreign buyers don't have credit history in the U.S. to qualify for a loan. So sometimes their only option is to pay with cash. Makes sense. I personally think another factor today is, is younger buyers are just being really smart in the cryptocurrency world. And, and I know some of them are cashing out their earnings that they've realized over the last two and three and four years. I mean, earnings, we're talking 500 to 5,000% yeah. increases. You know, yeah. if you look at some of those crypto markets and especially some of the lesser coins that are out there, and some of those buyers are just cashing in and they're putting their profits into real estate or personal housing. Smart. Some cash buyers sold or liquidated business both business ownership equity, and they're choosing to place it in equity. So there's lots of different places where mm-hmm. cash is coming. And I think- for Lynchburg, the biggest place we're seeing it is, is in other markets that are higher priced than Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, on the air on Friday with Mary and Brian. We were live, and, I, and they asked that question. I talked to them about that a little bit, how if you're a buyer in, say, New Jersey just outside of New York City and you bought a house in 1995, for example, for, say, $300,000, there's a good chance that you could cash out that equity at, you know, Eight hundred to a million dollars, right? And you move to a, a city lot. like Lynchburg, mm-hmm. all all of a sudden, you know, assuming that house is, you know, almost paid for, you know, that five hundred thousand, seven hundred thousand dollars cash will buy you a really nice house in Lynchburg, Virginia. Yes, it will. <laughs> so, so that's that's another thing. There's there's money moving into this area from out of market, and I'm just amazed at how much cash is coming into Lynchburg right now. Um, smart money, smart money put out an article recently too that sellers will almost always choose an all-cash buyer's offer over an offer contingent on a mortgage. Many potential home buyers looking for a home instead of an investment, they're going to they're get their offers denied. Like if you're mm-hmm. a first-time buyer or a home buyer and you've got to you know, buy a home and you've got to take out a mortgage, sometimes you're getting squeezed out. I think that as mortgage and prices of homes rise, though, some of these would-be buyers, there's a chance they'll, they'll get squeezed out of the market completely. Like the buyers mm-hmm. are trying to get mortgages, especially in today, there's just not many, much out there, and they might even miss their chance entirely. And mm-hmm. market prices are set by what someone's willing to pay. And similarly, you know, home prices can't rise too high in case they discourage both the cash investors and traditional homeowners from buying. The best strategy at that point is to wait for prices to level off. But mm-hmm. 
you know, that being said, people value homeownership and they want to be in a home. So right. yeah. you have to just pay for it right now. That that said, you know, I think all cash buyers are probably here to stay and, and the real estate market will, will eventually adjust. Good article put out mm-hmm. recently too by Investopedia. And, and I'll say this, if you're a buyer and you have the ability to pay in cash, uh, the best advice they recommend when considering whether cash or mortgages makes the most sense is makes the most sense is to opt for the choice that gives you the bigger bang for your buck. Ask yourself which will provide the greater return on your investment. And this is my opinion. I, I like to think of this as opportunity cost. And if you think about opportunity cost, opportunity cost involves any opportunity you have to pass up on because your cash is tied up. So from a seller with an overpriced mm-hmm. home on the market who can't sell their house because it's overpriced, they're missing out on their buying options because their liquidity is tied up in their house. To the business owner who can't capitalize on their business due to too much debt, you know, those are oh, opportunity yeah. cost examples. Mm-hmm. But in housing, look at the greater return opportunity when making your decisions. Because some of our buyers have full opportunity to buy in cash, but they are deciding to take out a loan just because money is cheap. Mm-hmm. So Investopedia elaborates by stating that paying cash for the full purchase price of a home is similar to investing in a bond that pays the same interest rate you'd pay for a mortgage. Uh, they reference a guy named James Bregenzer, who's the owner of the Bregenzer Group LLC based out of Indianapolis. They're a private equity and capital management company. So he says, for example, not opting not to pay a 30-year mortgage with a 3% interest rate is essentially the same as realizing a 3% return on your investment price, you know, because you're not paying a 3% mm-hmm. interest. My take is I would interject this statistic does not factor in the home appreciation or depreciation for that matter. Right. Or the greater return potential one could see by leveraging home debt to buy other investments. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, again, going back to the opportunity cost, you want to gather the information and just look at the numbers mm-hmm. and then make a, make a decision based on your comfort level. James adds, if you decide to purchase a home with a loan, make sure you can easily afford the principal and interest payments each month. If you decide to go with cash, make sure you still have enough to cover the ongoing costs like the property taxes, the homeowner's insurance, if there's an HOA, mm-hmm. you know, those dues, or any other fees each month. Here's my perspective. Debt dollars are just super cheap today, and I'm all about getting the best return possible. However, I'm, I'm just a 44-year-old guy, and I'm not planning <laughs> on stopping you know, creating income streams for a while. Mm-hmm. And personally, I view cash almost as a liability today. I think the dollar will devalue in the future, and as it does, fixed asset prices will rise. In fact, I think we're already seeing inflation manifest in the real estate world. Mm-hmm. And we'll see it in other fixed assets more profoundly, I think, in the next 24 months. And again, this is just Carl's opinion, but I think that inflation is here to stay on those fixed asset prices. For real estate specifically, I think the asset price will run will, will outrun the debt servicing costs. And as more dollars get circulated, I mean, things like housing and, and food and clothing prices are also going to just rise, mm-hmm. kind of vacuuming them up, that increased cash liquidity that Americans are seeing this year. I, I think it could be argued that debt is almost the new asset, especially when you can borrow it at 3%. For business owners and is, investors, yeah, it's low right now. It's it's so cheap to borrow mm-hmm. money. It, you know, it's not easy to borrow money necessarily, but it's cheap to borrow mm-hmm. money. And but I'll say this: some people are at a point in their life where they just simply do not want debt. Like regardless of the interest rate is two percent or eight percent, they don't want it. They don't need it. They're not going to get it. They're just look. I'm not taking on any debt. Mm-hmm. So advise. So as we advise clients, my my two words are informed decision. Just make an informed decision. Gather information on both sides of the argument and make a decision you're comfortable with. And, uh, you know, I, I'm encouraging especially folks, you know, who are cashing out their equity moving down mm-hmm. from New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and 
California that mm-hmm. have a lot of cash, talk to your CPA. Talk to your financial advisor. Make a decision that you're comfortable with. If you do make an offer with cash, know your offer will stand out. You have a better chance of your offer being accepted, I would say, than a financing contingent offer. However, don't ex- expect a steep discount from the seller. The seller's going to get paid in closing. When they close on their house, they're going to get paid in the form of cash. So whether the buyer finances their money or transfers it mm-hmm. from a cash account, you know, the seller's going to get paid in cash regardless. But the advantage that you as a cash buyer provide a seller is less hassle in dealing with an appraisal and lender approval challenges that that the seller experiences while they're waiting for those things to process. So I do have a couple tips for cash buyers. If you are in that position where you can pay cash for a house, five tips for you. Number one, offer a competitive price. Uh, Like I just talked about, you know, uh, buyers that have cash sometimes think, well, because I have cash, I'm going to get a steep discount. And that's just not the case. In today's Mm -hmm. competitive market, you still got to offer market value very, very close to it. Because again, like I said, the seller gets paid Mm -hmm. in cash, whether you (laughs) transfer it or whether there's a lender involved. Number two, since you're cash, put put down a large deposit. Your offer will stand out. Like if you're buying a, a $500,000 house, you know, Lynchburg, Virginia kind of has this culture of low deposits. But I tell you what, make it stand out. Throw ten mm-hmm. or $20,000 in and put it into an escrow account. And it's a trust account. The buy, seller doesn't touch that money. Mm-hmm. But it makes a big statement if you've got a five-digit deposit check. Right. Uh, it's going to stand out from any other offers. Third, waive the appraisal. And this, you know, this is a little bit of a topic. The market sets the price. And the purest definition I know of market value is the dollar amount that a buyer is willing to pay and a seller is willing to sell for. And if other buyers are willing to pay a number, just because you're cash heavy doesn't mean a seller is going to discount their number for you. The market's setting this price here. The appraisal is simply a safeguard for a lender. Today's lender is is very conservative and skeptical. and, And this sometimes translates to skeptical appraisals, appraisers who, who I see, they're just highly regulated. And frankly, they're not almost able to keep up with our rapidly changing housing market with just the, the, the systems they have to follow. So a cash offer contingent on appraisal essentially has no advantage of a mm-hmm. conventional loan borrower, at least from the seller's perspective. Right. So, so don't weaken your strongest advantage, which is cash, with an appraisal contingency. It's, it's one person's opinion. And it puts the power of your whole transaction, your whole move in the hands of someone who cannot appreciate the emotional stress, both mm-hmm. you, the buyer, and the seller, and all of the moving planning and logistics that are going on behind the scenes for the buyer who's bought in and the seller who's bought in. And mm-hmm. you're putting all that power in the person of one person's opinion from an appraisal. And it just absolutely weakens your offer to the point where it's just, it has no strength anymore. Yeah. So the appraisal is is a challenge and, and a hurdle in getting through for closings today. Fourth, so that's my appraisal spiel. It was good. Yeah. I do think appraisers yeah. go to heaven. Yeah. I, I questioned <laughs> that in the past, but I you know, they're they're doing their job. They're doing they're doing their job. And, and they're obviously protecting the bank and, yes. and they're under their regulations. But we've mm-hmm. we've seen some goofy stuff with appraisals lately. And we it's, have. it's been very challenging. Mm-hmm. So if you're a cash buyer, just just wave that appraisal. If you like the house and you know you mm-hmm. you 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 know what the market is, you and you know it's a good opportunity for mm-hmm. you. 
don't tie it up in the opinion of one person. Yes. So that's my appraisal spiel. <laughs> Fourth, offer the seller an incentive if competing with other buyers. Perhaps offer 30 days of post-possession rent-free. You know, let them stay there for 30 days for rent-free. I mean, you can you can guard that with a deposit. Or maybe offer to pay the sellers their grantees tax and attorney's fees. You know, it's it's minute, probably less than ten dollars to $1,500, but it makes your offer stand out. And fifth, gain as much understanding of the seller's needs and and work towards meeting them in your offer terms as possible. Lean into your agent, your to your realtor for the best advice than just drafting those terms. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you want to sweeten the pot as much as possible in today's competitive environment. Absolutely. So when we come back, we'll meet a returning member of our firm to Lynchburg, who was a key player for us at Carl Miller Realty in the past. It will be my honor to introduce Nicole Parent to you. We're back with the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC, along with Lindsay Morell, our marketing director. And this segment, we are in studio today with Nicole Parent, licensed realtor at Carl Miller Realty. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Thank you. It's Yay. good to be here. I'm so honored that you are back. I think you and I met for the first, well, we probably met before, but the first time I really interacted with you was about six years ago when you and I were on a trip that our church offered to Israel. My son was nine at the time. You were a single lady at that time. I had actually I, just gotten engaged the week oh, before. wonderful. Yeah. I remember the week before. Yeah. <laughs> walking down the corridors of the hotel. You sitting out there trying to find this spot where you could oh, connect to your internet fiance. Internet connection was rough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. We got engaged the week before, and it was wow. it was hard. But. Wow. You, you're a brave lady. Get engaged, and you just promptly leave and go away yeah, for that's right. two weeks. I got Leaves the ring. The I said bye. <laughs> <laughs> but you grew up in Lynchburg, right? I did. I was born and raised here. Um, lived here all the way up till I graduated high school and moved away for a few years. But when my husband and I got married, we, we moved back and we were here for about four years. Right. What are some of your best memories or best things you appreciate about growing up in the South Central Virginia area? You know, had you asked me that when I was growing up, I would have said, nothing. Get yeah. me out of here. You <laughs> right. know, you always want to leave the place you're, you raised. But mm-hmm. um, now looking back, I think some of my favorite things are, first of all, the four seasons. You know, having lived in Florida, not having any winter, snow, trees that change colors. Um, But really the people. I think what has drawn us back to Lynchburg is the connections that we've made. Mm -hmm. Being raised here, that was really an asset. We have people we know on every corner, and that's hard to find in the world these days. So Right. Don't make too many slams against Florida. We got... I know. Oh, so, here, so. Hot. so hot. <laughs> <laughs> but you you uh, came on board in the world of real estate. I think it's 2015. Fall fall late fall late 2015 early 16. 2016. 16. It was yeah. It was okay. the summer of 2016. What what attracted you to working in the real estate field, Nicole? You know, actually, my mom and my husband both said multiple times, "You should get into real estate. You would mm-hmm. be great at it." And I hadn't really given much thought to it at the time, but I was looking for a change and had remembered interacting with you in Israel and said, "You know what? Let me let me see if this this is a, a field I could enjoy." And um, so we met at Lacoretta, and you just shared a little bit about the, the real estate market. I had no background in it, right. but I loved people, and I'm, I enjoy interacting with people and helping them. Right. You know, achieve their goals, whatever that might be. And at the time, obviously, it was uh, selling homes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. At that time, I was at a different brokerage before I launched Carl Miller Realty. And uh, you came and jumped on board as, a, as an administrative assistant at first. But then you quickly got licensed after that. And then you started yeah. working as a 
real estate as a realtor and helping people get where they want to go. And yep. and in fact, in 2019, you actually ran my entire business operations. Uh, my family and I, <laughs> uh-huh. we hit a 10-year goal. Uh, we I wanted to take off for a summer, and, and uh, my family, we jumped in an RV and toured around the U.S. for nine weeks, and I did not take my phone with me. You took, you had my phone had all that summer. phone. Yes, I did. That is so crazy. <laughs> and uh, I think, and I don't know if I scared you out of it, because as soon as I got back, you, you I said, you, I'm you, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was, uh, it was just an incredible opportunity to really practice what I'd, I'd learned and um, definitely didn't do it alone we, we have a great team yes. you know a lot of them are still there Aaron and Dina yes. and so we we just had an awesome time uh, learning to, to make that work but you were yeah. missed you well were you, missed. you you did you did a great job and so you know I, that's why I'm just so honored that you came back because you know I I knew if Nicole could handle that, she can pretty much handle anything. So, <laughs> so you know, after the summer of 2019, though, you, you, you left for a few years. You went to Pennsylvania, had an opportunity to pursue there, and eventually you moved near the ocean in North Carolina and mm-hmm. worked at a brokerage down there for a while. And then after, you know, a little while later, you moved back to Lynchburg. And yep. so we already – you've already alluded to this, but uh, you mentioned the South Central Virginia region besides family. You know, what, what do you and your husband appreciate about – this area you said the people absolutely the, the people seasons. yeah and just the yeah, yeah it's beautiful here the mountains yeah. and uh fall is my favorite season I know that right. sounds basic but right you know I, I love it and and we have a very beautiful place to live here um yeah. and just the, the culture as well we've just yeah. we got a we have a good culture in Lynchburg um mm-hmm. with liberty and and being a believer there's just a lot of people that that we love here so, so yeah so I was, I was gonna ask you though what do you see because yeah, you've been to other places and you see kind of economic opportunity you see culture you see the way people interact um, what do you see as the opportunities South Central Virginia offers, especially in thinking about real estate, you know, for yeah. buyers or sellers or just starting a business here? Your, your dad is a business owner. Mm-hmm. Like what what uh, what are the economic opportunities that you see South Central Virginia offering? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the greatest benefits uh, that we have is the influx of, of people, mm-hmm. people moving from cities, people coming in for college and settling, that kind of thing just kind of keeps innovation happening. There's a, mm-hmm. always growth. There's always new restaurants and new things happening, yep. which keeps it exciting. And it, it makes it a, a great place to live and raise a family and, and therefore build a business. And mm-hmm. it just kind of extends to the outreach of community. And that's what's important to my husband and I is community. Right. And we uh, obviously that, that can be cultivated anywhere, but we have it here and it takes a long time to cultivate that both both in business and in, and family, so right. we're excited to be back. Right. Yep. Yeah. And and so for, as you work with buyers and, and clients, you know, buyers or sellers, mm-hmm. what uh, what do you enjoy most about that? Just just again from the personal side and working yeah. with sellers and buyers, and again, kind of going back to you know, why'd you get into real estate? But you know, today mm-hmm. you with a little maturity and you've been around the you've been around the block a time or two and seen a lot, and you've, and you've seen the market change too, yeah, pretty drastically in the last few years. What do you enjoy most about working for clients today? You know, I love meeting the new people. We've gotten mm-hmm. to meet some uh, just incredible people that have come in, moved out, and and having the opportunity to meet people I probably wouldn't have had the chance to otherwise. Yeah. And seeing the way that our our work and service can take some stress off of them in a very stressful situation. Mm-hmm. We've moved, my husband and I have moved probably every year since we've been married, and it is not fun to move. It's hard, and there's a lot right. of moving parts. And so being able to be the people that come in and kind of take that off, it's fun. It's fun to help people, yeah, achieve, achieve their dreams. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it there's is. There's joy in that for, for yeah, us. Yeah, there's nothing better than handing a first-time buyer oh my goodness. home keys. Or, you know, yeah. or you're helping a seller through a difficult situation and you get them where they want to go. And, yes. Or maybe into a better housing situation mm-hmm. meets their needs. So it can be very rewarding. Those personal stories definitely fuel us. I can still remember 
clients we worked with, you know, the summer you were gone, or, and even mm-hmm. before that, mm-hmm. that just had a lot going on personally, and, and we got to be part of their story, even just for a minute, mm-hmm. and yep. that was an honor, so. Yeah, that that's really neat. That's that's really neat. What do you, just for yourself, what do you see as strengths you bring to the table? Like, if you have a client that comes to you, why should they choose to work with Nicole? Yeah, well, I think, uh, obviously, being born and raised here, I know the area and the market well. Um, having a relationship with you and other business owners is great. But honestly, I just have a lot of enthusiasm. Um, those of you who are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 8. There you go. So I've got a lot of energy and a lot of excitement <laughs> and a lot of drive. And I, I like using that to, to serve people. Right. And so... One yeah, of your weaknesses awesome. is that you're not assertive at all. They're just yeah. No, yeah, not, not at all. Not no, decisive that, at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that, that you introduced me to that Enneagram book. Uh-huh. Ooh, I wasn't in that book oh. again. The, the Road Back to You. The is Road the Back to right. You. Yeah, yeah fascinating. So for anybody who wants to do a self-help study, The Road Back to You. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're an eight. I and so anybody who's read that book knows exactly what you're talking about right yes, now. Yes, they do. They know I'm an eight, and they're probably chuckling. <laughs> <laughs> well, very good. Uh, Nicole, as you think about too, like you know, get back to the client questions. What's some of the biggest challenges that you see buyers having? And I think one of the strengths you have, you've got experience. You, like you said, you moved every year. You kind of familiar with the area. You know, you you you've helped people achieve their dreams, and you can help them overcome their challenges. But what are, what are some of the challenges you see buyers having today? Definitely, just not having a lot of choices. You know, mm-hmm. the inventory is so low, and you got to be patient to find what you want, and you have to be ready to jump on it when you want. And so that's tough. I remember being a seller and a buyer and time is kind of weird when you're in those situations. Mm-hmm. It goes very slowly. And so you're feeling like mm. when you're selling your house, you're like, man, it's been on the week, uh, you know, on the market for a week. It should be gone now, mm-hmm. which it is now in this market. So for buyers, I think just, you know, being patient and waiting for, for the houses to come on because they're mm-hmm. coming. Mm-hmm. You just have to be patient. Mm-hmm. Houses will come back on. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think that, I think just the lack of inventory is, is definitely a challenge. But right. Having the the relationships we have with other realtors and business owners, you know, we have our our yeah. our thumbprint on the pulse, as you would say, of the yeah, market. So kind of kind of an advantage there. Yeah, and just for listeners, I mean, just this is the current weekend statistics. You know, there's there's 207 single family homes on the market as of Friday morning, and you know, but simultaneously there's 470 currently under contract. So to your point, Nicole, these homes are coming on. They're just going off really quickly, yeah. but but mm-hmm. homes are coming on the market. So yeah. take 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 hope. Be patient. Yep. The right house will come on, absolutely. So let me ask you a personal question. What's one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received, Nicole? Um, I think for me, the best piece of advice I have ever received is to slow down. I am a wow. rapid-paced person. Who told you that? <laughs> uh, my husband. <laughs> Great. Just to take a breath yes. is the best advice I have ever received because um, – I respond very quickly in every way, and that can be good mm-hmm. in some situations, but in a lot of times it's not. And so yeah. just for me to slow down, take a couple deep breaths, think before I speak has definitely changed my life. That Great. is good. Great advice. Yeah. yeah. Great advice. Shout out to Don. There you go. <laughs> and now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. Excited to finally share this with all of you. I know you've been waiting for weeks. Um, Mark Zuckerberg paid more than $30 million in 2013 to buy four houses next to his home in California and lease them back to the families that were living there. Why? A bid for privacy, which is ironic for the founder of Facebook. But to stave off future developers from marketing properties as next door to Mark Zuckerberg, he did what he had to do. Bought all the homes around his. (laughs) I think it's hilarious. What was the price? $30 million. million. Facebook money. Facebook, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, 
What else do they own? Everything. That's awesome. Yeah. And 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 we apologize to the listeners for the bizarre fact of the week. <laughs> Took a two week break because the host got a little long winded the last two weeks. But we you know, it's guests, back. Though. It's better. You know. Yeah. We're back. We're and, back. The, and the bizarre real estate <laughs> fact is here to stay. So don't worry. It's back. <laughs> well, if you have real estate questions you want answered on air, send your questions to radio at carlmillerteam.com or to any of our social media platforms. If you would like to listen to our past episodes, check out the Carl Miller Show podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Just search the Carl Miller Show or visit our website, carlmillerrealty.com. Thanks for tuning in. We are your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisors for all things real estate. Special thank you to our sponsor this week, Dave Nellis with Nellis Insurance, protecting what you value most. Visit NellisInsurance.com, that's N-E-L-L-E-S. For asset protection solutions and advice catered to your needs, NellisInsurance.com. Have a great Easter weekend, and we'll see you next Saturday for another morning of The Carl Miller Show.